it's not easy. And I have my days where like I'll post on there being like, my kids are driving me crazy. And you hear them like fighting in the background. Today's guest is Daniela Traficante. She is a mom that has been busting her butt, working full time, homeschooling when school was in, uh, having her kids at home, husband's still working luckily, uh, and we just kind of chat a bit about what this crazy pandemic has brought. The coolest thing is, is that she kind of started this Instagram account that took off and it showed a place for moms to really start relating to everything that is going on and that honestly, we are all just doing the best that we can. I promise you, if you hang through this Kellen's debrief at the end is absolutely worth it he may or may not have been I don't know a little uh, a little insulted so it's totally worth the listen and enjoy So today I am here with Daniela Traficante. I honestly have been saying your last name that way for two years, and I truthfully don't even know that if that's how I pronounce it. We're pretty close. Okay. Like that's probably as spot on as it gets. <laughs> I get Traficante a lot, but it's yeah, Traficante. So same thing. Okay, perfect. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one for a win. Um, so Daniela and I have actually known each other for a few years now. We work together um, in a different world, but I thought it'd be really cool to kind of bring her on here. She is a extremely hardworking um, mom of two super cute kids, um, uh, wife, the whole you know the whole kind of kit and caboodle. And then the cool thing is that she also runs her own Instagram um, account outside of her personal stuff. So uh, we always just kind of talk about things, talk about your story kind of what's what's up and what, what you're doing yeah so essentially um with my instagram i started this page called life of moms because as covid started i like was stuck like not going into the office i was at home i had the kids full time obviously with no help my husband had to go to work he didn't have an option of working from home or anything And there was the whole online homeschooling and I honestly found it super difficult. So I was like, you know what, this is kind of like an outlet for me to just kind of spread out what I'm going through in the day. And what I started doing was on my personal page was posting things that I was doing with the kids. So for me, I found that creating a schedule for them Um, was the only way that I was able to get any work done. So I created a schedule so that my kids weren't coming to me every two seconds being like, mama, what can I do now? Okay, I'm bored. What can I do now? So I did this schedule and I had different activities on it. And when they would come, I would redirect them. I'd be like, okay, pick something off the list and check it off. So I started posting that on my personal. And then people started messaging me, not a ton of people, but I mean like maybe 10 people started messaging me being like, oh, I love that idea. Where did you do this? Or where did you do that activity? Where did you get this. So I found myself copying and pasting a lot and just sending them. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to create a separate page and it's just going to have the stuff that I do with my kids. And then people just like started following it and started engaging with it. And obviously it's kind of transitioned. I seem to be using that one more than my own personal now, just because it has my day to day and I'm at home working and taking care of the kids. And you know what I mean? So that's my, that's pretty much my life. And I feel like life of moms, whether you are a stay at home mom that doesn't work or whether you're a mom working, juggling everything, it kind of, you know, resonates with so many different people. So I think that's why um, so many people have been engaging with it and talking to me and sharing with me about like their struggles and like what they're going through and, you know, certain things like, how do you do all this? Well, you know what? it's not easy. And I have my days where like, I'll post on there being like, my kids are driving me crazy. And you hear them like fighting in the background or you hear them doing whatever. So everything is not picture perfect all the time. And I try to relay that through my page too. Right. Cause it's not like a picture perfect blog. It's real life. Yeah. I think that's so important right now for so many people and just whether you're working at home and you're trying to homeschool or whether you're a teacher trying to teach and homeschool or whatever your case is, right. We're all, we're all in the you know same boat, different situation, but at the end of the day, we're all trying to figure it out. And I think it's really yeah. important for moms, especially because we tend to carry a ton of guilt um, mm-hmm. about not being picture perfect and not, you know, we don't feel like we're ever quite doing enough for our kids. Yeah. And especially right now, I feel like the guilt is so extra because you're guilty about your kids not being in their extracurriculars and getting that time out. Like, I have to make sure that I still get my mom time. 
which is, you know, whether it's an hour out going for a Starbucks run and sitting in my car on the phone with my best friend, or, you know, now that things are open, like going and getting my nails done. And sometimes I bring that guilt back because I'm like, okay, I'm getting that break, but my kids still don't get to do their stuff. Mm -hmm. So when I find myself super impatient with them because I'm trying to get on a work call or I'm trying to do something and they're not behaving, I always have to try to reel it in and be like, okay, this is hard on them too. They've literally been in this house locked up since like March. Like, yes, obviously they get out, they play in the backyard. I do the best that I can with them, you know, whatever, but they're still not like coming to the grocery store. They're still not doing like everyday things that they used to do, going to their swimming lessons, all of that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So it's hard. Absolutely. And I know there's a lot of, we see it all the time, right? We see people kind of like hating on moms who do bring their kids to the grocery store. And yeah. people that maybe that, like that mom or dad, they don't have a choice. Like there's they a don't have a choice. Yeah. You can't leave your kid. It's also frowned upon to leave your four-year-old at home, right? You know, so there's, <laughs> I think it's important to start sharing that message so much because there's so many moms and dads out there that were just, there's so much judgment. Yeah. Right? You so can't win. We need to just let up. Like, you know, you're yeah. not doing a good enough job if you keep your kids away from other kids. You're yeah. doing a good enough job if you let your kids play with other kids right now. Like there doesn't, there's no balance. There's no good guidelines. And no. it's hard. And we don't have to be married to one idea the whole time. For sure. I, I think that is super important, that message of not being married to one idea. Because I think it is really important to transition to what you are comfortable with. Yes. And kind of do things like as they come, like, for example, I know some moms are like getting a whole lot of crap for like putting a mask on their kids that are like five or six years old. And then there's other ones that are getting crap for not doing that. And like you said, some people are getting, you know, looked bad upon for taking their kids to the grocery store when that's the only chance they have. It's like, we don't all have the same situation. We don't all have the same support and we are all just doing the best that we can right now to get through the situation as sanely as we can. And like, you know, trying to like be there for our kids and do the right thing. And there is no right thing right now. And I think that's the biggest message is that there is no right thing. Like we are in limbo. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think just navigating through that, doing the best that you can, it's not going to look, doing the best that I can is not going to look the same as what you're doing the best that you can. What my next door neighbor is doing the best that she can. It's all going to look different based on our different situations and based on our different comfort levels and based on the different scenarios that are going on in the backgrounds of our families. Absolutely. I think that's a huge thing too, right? It's that support that some people have, some people don't. Have. And it, it makes it tricky. I know like when we were, we lived out West with Charlie when she was first born and it was us. Yes. We had friends there or whatever, but it's not the same yeah. stuff, right? Like, you know, your yeah. friends always offer, but it's a little different than asking grandma or grandpa to pop over for an for hour sure. um, than to ask yeah. your friends that kind of thing. So I, we really see the stark difference now in having that support and not having that support um, yeah. and both for awesome opportunities and what have you. But it really makes a huge difference that now, you know, Charlie and Wes on Tuesday nights when we work late, they get to go to Nana and Pop's house and they have dinner there. And it gives us a yeah. up and get a lot more work done. It's, you know, we can do a 12 hour day on the Tuesday and we don't have that guilt. They come home and we still get to do bedtime. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but not everybody has that. And no. some people, or, you know, maybe your mom works as an ER nurse or, you yeah, know, I know. Yeah. Like there's just, there's so much out there. And I think we need to maybe start giving everybody a little more grace and a lot less judgment for what they're making their choices and well, how they're doing things. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, t I totally agree. And I think that a huge stressor right now for all moms too is not knowing what's going to happen going back to school in September. Like yeah. I know that I am not going to be able to live through homeschooling. No, so I'm put in a situation where if that's the scenario, I'm going to have to hire a nanny. Like I have no other choice. I need to work. You know what I mean? I need to be back in the office. Like right now I'm lucky that I've been given grace to like work from home still. And that's not an ideal scenario. Cause I got to be there with my dealers. I got to be in meetings. I have to be there. So it's, it's been decent now, like with zoom and all of that kind of stuff. And I go in once a week, but 
that's not the norm and I can't continue that way. So I know everybody is stressed because some people can't afford a nanny. Some people don't have, you know, parents to help watch their kids. Like everybody is in a different scenario. And I think it's so like anxiety ridden, not knowing what's going to happen in September. And I also think that like, okay, I know this isn't the norm for everybody, but I feel like all of this pressure is on moms to, to make the decisions or not just make the decisions, but it's on them to like make it work. Like I know in my family, like my husband does so much, like he's the best cook. Like he does, you know what I mean? He cooks and cleans, he helps with whatever. But when it comes to the kids, it's like, babe, it's like, it's your thing. And it's like, that's a lot. And I know a lot of moms that it's like, it's my responsibility to make this work or to make um, the decisions or to set up the plans for what's going to happen when they go to school and the father kind of gets to go about like doing their job. Like, yes, they work hard and like whatever, but I don't think that they're given that responsibility of you need to figure out this. You need to figure out what's happening in September. Kids childcare is on you. So I think that's huge that, you know, we have this extra burden on our shoulders and we already wear a thousand hats a day, but this is a huge thing right now that I think, you know, that's kind of got to step it up too. I think it's bringing a lot of that, maybe just a lot more to light. Right. And like you said, in your case, your husband still had to go to work because he Mm -hmm. could, thankfully he could still go to work. Like I like, obviously that's a good thing Yeah. because of your job, you were the Mm -hmm. one at home with the kids and, and working. And I even, you know, (laughs) we ran into me and Kellen ran into the Southwest. So one day when Charlie has her, when she had to go get her shots or when she had to go, um, whatever doctor's appointments or ran a fever, Mm -hmm. I was the one that stayed home. I was the one that took her because I had an office job. So I was like, it was easier for me to take two hours off, go grab her and take her out to those. And I think that's kind of coming to light. I know in our case, because now we both work from home, it's, I mean, great because it can be shared, but those habits and those routines and those expectations mm-hmm. are so set even before we have kids. Yeah. And it just falls. Like I think, and Kellen will, when he listens back to this, he's going to laugh his butt off because he knows it's true. He's never cleaned a bathroom. We've been together for over 10 years, <laughs> never cleaned a bathroom. And it's not that he doesn't clean, but he won't clean a bathroom. Yeah. And it's because I was super particular about how bathrooms were cleaned. So yeah stupid me I set this notion that essentially I was the only one that could clean a bathroom and now it's been over 10 years and my favorite when me and my husband moved in together we had a rule that I would obviously we would both clean but he has bathrooms see so we have the opposite situation he is the bathroom cleaner because I was like you know never living with a guy before you know that they're like when they shave, like everything that goes on. I'm just like, you know what? We're going to have a deal. And like, you're going to clean the bathrooms. And now he like hates that he made that deal with me because yes. he's like, can you help me clean the bathroom? And I'm like, mm, I remember you made a deal and you're going to have to stick to it. Obviously I tidy and I clean too. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not like that, but it's funny because we have the opposite scenario. Whereas he is the bathroom cleaner. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> And it makes sense that we have, you have to have kind of delegated jobs or else a lot of times that would get done. So even if it's a joke for delegation, otherwise I don't think things in the house would get, I think it'd be like, well, I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were going to do it. You know what I mean? So it does make sense to, to kind of delegate these things, but it's sometimes I find they don't change or shift when now we had no kids and then we had two dogs and then we had a kid and now we have two kids and two dogs and our responsibilities are different in the house, but it's funny because some things still, they fall that way and whether it's right or wrong, but it's totally true that I feel like there's way more pressure on me as a mom to get things Mm -hmm. done, to make sure the bills are paid, to make sure, you know, to take care of all those little extra nicks and knacks of things. Right. Yeah. All yeah, that kind of stuff, and you know what? If maybe looking back, I put it all in myself, and I've always done it. And I, you know, I'm not saying that it's anyone's fault by any means, but I think yeah. a lot of moms feel that way. For sure, even all of those little things like birthday parties, planning the birthday parties, the invitations, the ki- all of the, or even I know, like since my kids have started school, they're in going to SK in grade two now. Like when birthday parties started of like outside of the family, like friends. My husband's not the one that takes them to birthday parties. Like, no, your mom is taking you. Like, that's that's her job. It's like, mm-hmm. everything is my job. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So 
I totally see that. And like, obviously he works really hard. So I'm not, and you know, there are some dads that do do both things. So I'm not putting anybody down. I'm just saying in my situation, I'm like the extra person, all of like the extra duties, all of the extra curriculars. Like my daughter does dance. Like he's dance is on you. You wanted to put her into dance. Dance is on you. So dance is on me, but things like skating and swimming that are more kind of like neutral, like he will come help with and he'll do all of that too. But you also have to take into account your situation. Like he works a physically demanding job in the heat in the summer. I don't expect him to be like doing some of these things that I'm doing with the kids right now. Do you know what I mean? So you have to take into everybody's situation. If he was a guy that was like sitting on the couch at home that didn't have a job right now, like you better believe you would be sharing some of these duties with me. And like, this is your responsibility, but you have to take into account what everybody's workload is. I just still think moms, have that extra responsibility on top of them just because they're mom. Yeah. And it's not even just from their spouse. It's from their friends. It's from their family. It's like when you're planning an event to get together with your friends, it's not like the two dads who are also going to hang out are yes. each other to get together on Saturday. It's the mom's oh, yeah. It's like, and it's your friends are texting you, right? Like there's, there's even times now where I'll be like, I don't know, Kellen, you te- text the husband. Like, he's like but you're does he do it? I'm like he will do it he will but it, there, no, no. it's it so like much. oh my gosh so we actually had a joke about this when we went up to our cottage um two weekends ago with my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law my sister-in-law tries to coordinate like when we're going to go up or when we're going to do things so she does a group chat with myself my husband her husband the four of us and the two of them never respond it is always, she's like, I don't know why I bother doing this in the group chat anymore. They don't even answer. And like, he doesn't, I'll see him. He picks up his phone, reads the message, puts it back down. I'm like, are you going to answer that? And he's like, no, you're going to answer anyways. I'm like, okay, but you can answer. Like sometimes I'm answering for you. Sometimes I say, oh, Michael works that Saturday or whatever. Like, why can't you say that? Yes. He's like, cause we're going to do it anyways. I'm like, okay. Like so silly. It is. And I think I know it kind of sounds a little bit like a bitch fest, but the truth is I was talking to girlfriends about this on the weekend and that you need to have these conversations and this sense of community because there's so many women going through it. And on the flip side, guys also, this sounds so stereotypical, need to go to the garage and have a beer and, you know, bitch about their wives in the same way because not at each other. It's not in spite of each other. It's just like it's a sense of community and that's what's important in it. And there are days where I'm like, Oh my God, Kellen, you need to go out with your friends and complain about me because you're getting nitpicky about stupid shit that does not matter. Yeah. Go and you have that like kind of blow off some steam and you can be like, Oh my God. Yeah. She does that too. Or do it. I highly encourage it because this stuff doesn't matter at the end of the day. So I don't, I'm not going to agree with you on it. So I'm not the person to have the conversation with about it. I am totally with you on that. I am the first person that's like, babe, I think you need like a guy's night. Um, and he'll just be like, Oh no, I'm tired. Whatever. I'm like, no, I really think you need a guy's night. Like you can see when they get into those kind of moods where like it's almost like everything is like annoying and you're in that mood because everything is annoying and let's be honest like it happens sometimes and I think part of being like confident and having a strong relationship with your partner and being open is you don't get offended by that stuff like no offense it's you're gonna get annoyed by your partner that is part of life that is part of marriage one of my single girlfriends was talking to me about this and um not single, single, like with her boyfriend, they were talking about possibly moving in and stuff like that. And I was like, listen, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. I said, don't get scared away that like, once you're living together, that you feel like they're annoying. Sometimes I said, that's not a deal breaker. I said, a deal breaker is something when it's like something you can't live without or something that's totally disrespecting your character or your values in life or something is not aligning in that way. But just because like he gets on your nerves or he's a little bit annoying, or you feel like you don't have enough space, whatever I said, those are not deal breakers. I said, that is life. And you will always be annoyed. You can love them to the end of the earth and you will be annoyed with them. 
Like yeah. it is just part of it. And anybody who tells me that they are not annoyed with their spouse, like I highly like or dating somebody else that. as well. Yes, it's not possible. I just where you're like living on like living in different places. Like I don't know. I don't know how you could not be annoyed with them at any well, point. You, Kelly, and I talk about it all the time, and we have to remind each other of it sometimes when it's happening. But it's like we do things differently. If we're working towards the same end goal, we're both going to get there in different ways. That's why we can actually be a team. If we did things the exact same, that's useless. And, but sometimes we have to remind each other, it's like, okay, no, but I do it this way. You do it this way, but the outcome is still green. You know, it doesn't matter how we, you know, get there sometimes, but those are the things Mm -hmm. that you can get annoyed with each other. Cause you're like, well, why wouldn't you just, or can't you just, or, you know, and it's just, getting over it in the nicest way possible but or you know experience it whatever but move on because if that's what you're going to hold on to it's going to be a long 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 haul and your kids yeah oh for sure for sure they totally notice it and they'll pick up on it and even if they don't say something in that moment a time will come two weeks later where they'll say something and you know they got something out of like something that may have just happened and they're like kind of taking that with them. So that's another reason why I totally think it's super important to have like a girl, even if it's not like a girl's night, I'm not saying you have to have a girl's night and go downtown and party something like that. Like I'm a little bit too old for that. I get tired. Yeah. (laughs) After dinner, I'd be like, well, that was fun. (laughs) But I mean, I think it's important to just hang out with friends or if you can't be together, like have, um, it was so funny because I had a, a zoom girls night one time during COVID during the thick of it. Like when you actually couldn't see each other, mm-hmm. we were like, we scheduled the time. I was like, I don't really know how this is going to work. Like whatever. But I went with it. We scheduled the time. We had a glass of wine. It ended up into like five glasses of wine. And we spent two hours on zoom, just like having a good time. And like, yeah. you know, kind of like letting loose and unloading everything that has been really like on our shoulders. And at that time it was super stressful because you really couldn't see each other. Like, we were locked in these walls, like with our spouse and our kids. And that is all, you know, and that is all you see. So it was really important for me to start doing that and start, you know, hanging out with my friends like once in a while and start seeing people and, you know, having, making time for that because the time wasn't just there. I literally had to put it in my calendar and like, make time for it because I found if I didn't, it was just never going to happen. And I think you just need that for your own mental health and whatever it is that makes you feel good, whether it's separating time to like have a bubble bath and like read, and that's your hour of like me time. Like it's important. Yeah. I completely agree with you. And you know, that me time looks, it looks so like you're saying, like it looks different for everybody. It could be chatting with friends. It could be reading a book. It could be listening to a podcast. It could be, if you're Mm -hmm. somebody that really likes cooking, having somebody keep the kids out of the kitchen so you can actually cook by yourself and not be a toddler who Mm -hmm. you don't want to tell them not to help because they're excited to help you in the kitchen, but it it can get frustrating sometimes if you just want to do something, kind of do something by yourself. And I, it gets lost. And, you know, I did a bit of a girl's night last weekend and I said to Kellen, I'm like, when you come home with the kids, I'm going to ask you this now, even (laughs) if they were horrible the night before and they were up all night and all this kind of stuff. I said, can you please just lie to me? Because if you come home and you're exhausted and you're stressed and you're, you know, complaining about how the kids were all night, the guilt I am going to have will last forever. And I'm never going to plan another one. Yeah. So it's true. And it was just like, but then of course the next day I'm like, but seriously, how were they? <laughs> yeah, I know. My husband will do the opposite. He'll be like, yeah, everything was fine. Like they were fine because if they were difficult, he won't want to admit that he had to deal with them difficult for one night. Right. Oh. So he'll always be like, oh no, they were fine. They were, yeah, they were, they were good. They listened. Like nothing happened. Really. I'll get like Mateo come here and tell me how, <laughs> did you have any bad behavior last night? Like what happened? Did you have any timeouts? Like. I have to find out the real truth from him because he will make it seem like, oh, I had everything under control. See, they're not that bad. Like, I can handle it. So I'm like, okay. But I do have to say, my kids do listen to him better than they listen to me. Same in our Like, like I, I don't know what it is. And it's he's always just like to me, like, oh, because you're not the disciplinarian. I'm like, but I am. I do discipline. Like, I'm not this person that's just like, yes, let the house burn down. Like, do everything you want. Like, I... I'm like super structured with them 
And for some reason, it has to come from my mouth 20 times before they listen. And my husband will say something once. And it's like my kids like head spin around and they're like, yes, Papa. Okay. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, I'm the one that's with you all day long. Why don't you listen to me? But it's true. They do listen to him more. And I don't know if it's because he's more stern and they just kind of feel like, you know, I have like the softy part of me, but they totally listen to him better than they listen to me. It's honestly, it's, it's totally the same in our house and it drives me absolutely insane. Yeah. And I think that um, before I used to look at it, because he is a little bit more strict than me. And I used to look at it like, okay, like, don't be like, don't be so hard on them or like, whatever. But now I'm really starting to value the fact that he kind of has put that and instilled that in them, because I'm starting to see things as they're getting older, like the good behavior that they're having or the good practices that they have are because of how strict he was and they don't, they like don't want to not let Papa deal with it. Like, Oh no, he's not like, he's not doing that. I'm doing this right. Like Mateo is all on it. Like, Oh no, no, no. I'm doing this. I'm doing this the proper way. And I'm like, you know what? I'm actually proud now that he was able to do that. Cause I guess I am a little bit more lenient as much as I am still a disciplinarian. So I appreciate his sternness in certain things, but I'm starting to see the fruits of, I guess, that labor now. And he always says, like, you were, like, you lived in a bubble. I'm like, I did not live in a bubble. But he's like. (laughs) Were you guys raised very differently? Very. Like, opposite. Like, total, um, on total opposite ends of the spectrum. And he was raised by, like, a single mom, had, like, divorced parents. And, like, um, I guess he, and he like did a lot with like his grandparents and like he learned how to cook, clean, uh, do everything, his own laundry, like at a young age. Like, so he was, I guess, had the more like strict upbringing of like having to do things for himself Mm -hmm. where like I grew up, um, I guess a little bit more, not entitled, but like I had a cleaning lady, so I didn't have to, you know do some of the things that he had to do. And I didn't have to think about like cooking for myself at a young age. Cause my parents did that or, um, doing my own laundry until I was like a teenager. Like, you know what I mean? So there was like certain things that we just like, didn't see eye to eye on when we, you know, first had a kid and we're like, Oh, but it's this way. No, but it's this way. And I think that's sometimes the beauty of being with somebody who grew up different than you, because you kind of merge the best of both worlds and you kind of, um, get to bring in the different, um, values that they had than that you had that are still good just because it's different doesn't mean that it's wrong. And that's what I tried to tell him. He has the harder time understanding that is just because I did something different or I was raised in a different way. doesn't mean that it's wrong. Yeah. Just like your way isn't wrong. You know what I mean? My way isn't wrong either. There is a middle between the both of them that we can meet at. And you know what I mean? It'll work. And at the end of the day, this is our family. So it's the way that me and you choose to do it. It's not just because I did it one way when I was growing up and you had it this way. Our kids don't have to do it that way. They can do it the way that we feel is right and the way that is comfortable for our lifestyle and our family. And yeah, you know, it's just such a learning curve. <laughs> it is. And you, I feel like for us, like, I feel, I'm like, all right, we've hit a groove. And then all of a sudden it's just gone. And it's because everything's yeah. evolving, like, right. Your kids, your own work, your, just your yeah. friendship circles, your family, like everything. And then you, I feel like there's always like, you almost have a grip and then it's just, it feels like it's just shot to shit. And you're like, okay, yeah. are we back at square one? What's going on here? Yeah, no, for sure. I think that's especially true because so my son has ADHD and um obviously I have had a big learning curve in like dealing with his like hyperactiveness and whatever and I found that a lot of the time like when I'm picking up the if I'm picking up the kids from school my kid is the one that's like running off and I'm kind of like grabbing the bags I'm saying Gia come here I'm like yelling for Mateo to like come here and I felt like judgment like other parents would look at me there and be like, Oh, you don't have a handle on like your kid. And just like going back to that and like speaking to other parents like this summer and stuff like that, I feel like so many people feel judged 
on so many different things and they're not necessarily being judged. I think that we're putting, sometimes we're putting that on ourselves. I agree. So because I felt a sort of guilt or a certain way that my kid was the kid that was running and I was like yelling, obviously I'm sure some people were judging, but I think I was putting more of that on myself being like, oh my gosh, like what are people thinking? Where now it's like, I don't really care what people are thinking. Like, guess what? Like, this is it. Like he's, he's hyper. Like he, he is who he is. I can't put him, I'm not going to put him on a leash and I'm not going to, you know, penalize him or ground him for something that he doesn't even have full control over right now. And I think that ever since I started not giving a shit about what people were thinking, I was like so much happier and I was so much calmer in, you know, handling things and like not being so stressed about it before I was like so stressed. Like every time I had to do pickup, I was like, And it was such a little thing. And it's not like he was like out of control or like screaming or anything. It was just the fact that like, it was the the drop the bag and like running for the hills. Cause there was a park on the other side of their school. Yeah. And and then I have my, like my daughter there that whatever. So I'm like always like screaming and we park on the other side where the kindergarten pickup is. So I'm always like yelling for him and feel like everybody else is. And I look around and I feel like everybody else just has their shit together. And I'm the one that's like trying to get my kid to like get to the car. And then I realized in having these conversations with other parents that they all felt judged about different things. Like there was a parent who I felt was, and I, this is on my own guilt, like felt like, oh, they were judging me because they look like their kid always had their shit together. And they were just looking when she was telling me that she was having trouble because her kid was like this shy kid and didn't have like, didn't feel like they had friends or whatever. So they were just always looking because my kid always had other kids to that was playing with because he was like the loud one. So yeah. we're just kind of like, wow, like we both felt like we were being judged and we were never really judging each other. No, it was almost like grass, so, not grass is greener, but you're both, you're thinking, oh, wouldn't that be so nice to just get him in the car? And she's thinking, I would give anything for my kid to have another friend to run to the park with. Yes. Yes. For my kid to just be out there and want to go run to the park and play with his friends. So I think that is something that is so important for all of us as a mother or even a father to think about and take that stress off of ourselves and just like, you know, not give a shit. Like, and there are going to be people who judge. And for sure there were people who judged and were like, why is this lady yelling for her kid every day at pickup? But guess what? I don't really care because you want to know what at the end of the day, lady, you have your own shit you're dealing with too. And it may just not be out here in front of everybody. And, you know, I, I know that I don't judge people based on things like that because especially going through this, I know that it's not controllable. Like I can't control it as much as I'm a control freak. And I love to like have order and like have a plan. And, you know, there's some things that just can't have a plan. And I can't be mad at my kid because he wants to run free because his brain is telling him like, hey, I need to go do this. I'm free from school. I can go run now. Like, you know what I mean? So I think it's important to like, you know, think about that and just not feel judged. And if you are judged, like who cares? You don't want to be friends with the people that are going to judge you based on that anyways. And I don't need your approval. Yeah. I've noticed like the older and older I get now and it's, I wanted to fit in so bad when I was younger, Mm -hmm. like that 16 to 22 kind of mark specifically. And I would do anything to be a part of the group I wanted to be a part of, or at least that's the way it felt where it was supposed to be, like-minded in a sense that we like the same music and we wore the same types of clothes and we and as you get older you realize that none of that truly does not matter um yeah every time you and I talk I know we have so much in common we have so much of the same viewpoints if you met yeah. us and looked at the both of us people would be like there's no possible way those two oh people for sure for sure you know and it's because but it's all that little stuff that doesn't matter and yeah but you know it's that the values are the same. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm starting to realize as I get older and that so many of us do have the same values, but we're still kind of, we're judging based on these outer appearance, outer appearances of, of certain yeah. things. And I think the best thing that we can do is you start with your own friends. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. times it's like, well, how do you start to break the cycle? How do you do this? And I think you have to even start with your own friends. How many times have your friends left and you've done it or people have done it and they're like, oh my God, their kid or, oh my gosh, their husband or, or you know, we got to start giving grace to our friends and our family to begin with. And then that's mm-hmm. a place that we can really start, I think, to build this trend of just honestly not giving a fuck. 
again, yeah. at the end of the day, are you keeping your kids happy, healthy? Are you growing them to become a contributing member of society? Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's so true. And I think that that's, I think it's super important because you know what I mean? Once I started to realize that I also, and I'm not going to say I'm not guilty of judging. I have judged. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, but I think I started to judge less once I realized that once I started to care less about what people think, I also judge less. Cause I was like, if I saw somebody like, don't get me wrong. Every time I was that person screaming, there was always somebody that was having a harder time with me. Someone's kid who was autistic that was like rolling on the floor cause they couldn't get them in the car and you would see people judge. And I never judged that. But like, now I feel like I would have, like, I have the confidence. If somebody were to say something or do something, I would stand up for that person, whether I knew them or not, because it's like, give it up lady. Like you, we, this mom is having a hard enough time right now. We do not need your two cents in the peanut gallery here. Like, you know what I mean? So I think it's important. Pardon? You're not willing to offer to help, then don't. Yeah. And you know, and I think on the flip side of that, I think we're living also in such a climate where we're scared to offer to help. We're scared. Not sure if we're going to say the right thing or do the right thing. Or we're like, okay, so maybe your child, you know, has autism and it, you know, is going through something and we're scared because we don't know. And maybe, you know, you don't know anything about it. So you're like, am am I being helpful if I ask this mom, she wants me to wait with the older child at the side of the road, or is she going to be offended? And instead of offering, we don't do anything because we're so scared Mm -hmm. about not doing the right thing and getting judged for that, that it's creating this whole other circle of issues. And I think it's just time that everybody just starts stepping out a little and just doing more for other moms like we're we're yeah. we're all working from home we're all raising kids from home we're all, mm-hmm. we're all doing this and it's yeah. I think it's really time that everybody just gets out of their own head and just offers yeah. it. and you know what that mom might say no to you and that's fine yeah but- I think part of the scare is that um, they don't, I know for me anyways, when I was in that situation, I was scared because I was like, are they going to feel offended that I am asking this? Like, are they going to feel that I'm judging them? And I think that they need my help. And it's part of what you said. It's about getting out of your own head and just kind of, I'm going to offer the help. And if they need it, they need it. If they don't, I'm not going to be offended by it. And you go about your date and you know that you offered help and that's, that's all you have to take away from it. Yeah. At the end of the day, even if they get upset and are just like, no, how dare you ask? It's just like, you know what? I was just doing something nice. So it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So I don't think that there's any harm in kind of putting yourself out there and like lending that hand, whether like it could be, honestly, it could be anything. It doesn't even have to be those situations we talked about, like anything in your life that you feel like you see somebody needs a helping hand and you're scared to say something or scared to like offer that support. Yeah, like if you I think nine times out of ten it'll be appreciated. Yeah, like I can't count the times like when you pull up and you see and it's slushy out and there's maybe an elderly couple trying to get their walkers out and get inside. Even Mm, if they don't want your help getting the walker out or whatever, I get it, I appreciate it. They want to like I I can't imagine I would be the same way. I'd be like, no, I can do it myself. Yeah. Maybe then maybe what your job is then is to walk a little slower to keep an eye out to make sure somebody doesn't slip and fall until they get it doesn't always have to be so face-to-face and you don't need a gold sticker for it all the time right yeah There's different ways that we can start to help our society and community just by mm-hmm. just little things yeah and it doesn't have I to agree. be social media to be a real thing <laughs> oh for sure and like the number one thing that I have learned about social media ever since even having this kind of like mom page Mm-hmm. is people have been commenting because obviously I do post like when my kids are in the background like having a crazy day and I'm just like I'm like gonna lose it today like you know what I mean I can't even think straight the amount of messages that I get and I don't even have a huge following like I'm like under 5,000 followers like I don't have a huge following so it's not like I'm flooded in messages but the amount of messages I get when I post things like that of people saying like, thank you for posting that. I'm almost like, what? Like, what do you mean? Thank you. Like, this is real life. Like, you know what I mean? And I think it's because there are so many 
mom bloggers or like social media influencers and whatever that only like to post the perfect you look through their feed and it's like this perfectly manicured feed their stories are like their children are angels everything is clean there is not a mess in the background i will be that person that posts in my kids playroom and there's freaking toys everywhere because that is how they that's how they are living right now you know what I mean? I'm not going to tidy up every single toy for every single picture I take. They tidy up their toys at the end of the day. I'm not having my kids tidy up their toys just so I could take a picture. Yeah. And I think that's where some of these unrealistic expectations lie is because they're like, wow, how does this person have their life all together? I know one of my girlfriends messaged me and she was like, our daughters dance together. And she messaged me and she's like, wow. She's like, I follow this other blogger. And she's like, sometimes I feel like shit about myself because her life looks so perfect Mm -hmm. and everything is so clean. And her kids are always like, so like well-behaved and so perfect. And I was like, you know what? Like, that's not really, that's not real life. And you know what? She very may well have very well-behaved kids, but when you have kids at that age, it is impossible for your kid to never have a tantrum. It is impossible for your kitchen to always be that clean and not have a mess anywhere. So I'm like, people also choose what they are posting. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't always post the worst. Sometimes I post nice pictures too. And sometimes it got me like yelling and yelling at them to stay still or yelling Mateo to stop running in front of the camera. If I'm taking a picture of Gia, like that's life. You know what I mean? But it's, it's not perfect. And I think it's important to not, judge your life based on somebody else's social media. There are people that are having designer bags and Mercedes Benz and whatever. And they're honestly going to like in debt so much money that they're just trying to live this life. They're renting them just for those photos or they're like, they're getting these to do a photo shoot. They're like, there's, there's a lot of just false stuff that's getting out there. And you don't mean Kellen, we tell our clients every single week every single week where like if you're following somebody on social media that is having mm-hmm. a negative impact on what you're trying to do or how you're feeling get rid of them I don't care if they're your friends I don't care if they're an influencer get, why would you follow them get rid of them put mm-hmm. people in there that make you feel good that are like you yeah you know they might be the next level of person quote unquote that you want to be and kind of where those are the kinds of things to follow it's not mm-hmm. about following all this fake branded stuff yeah I think that's why it's probably why like you've had such a quick growth at the end of the day and people are following you because of that authenticity and I think that goes a really long way Mm -hmm. and there obviously there are some mom bloggers that are like that as well like I follow a few that like will post the meltdowns and will post all of that kind of stuff and it makes me feel normal like it makes me feel like okay I'm not I'm not the only one and I like I appreciate that or even like um body posts like in a bathing suit like everything does not need to be photoshopped and like picture perfect like we are women we have cellulite um I have two kids I have a friggin' tummy like you know what I mean it's just it is what it is so I think that people and I know you made this post and I messaged you on it when you posted it. I think it was like a bathing suit picture or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I felt like that was so like courageous of you to post, even though you look amazing. Like it's not about, you don't need to look bad for it to be courageous. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, it was just real. Yeah. And I think people appreciate that more than you would ever know, because it's like, everybody is always posting just the perfect and you start to get into like, a, even though you're like, I'm very strong minded and I have like a huge backbone or whatever, but even so it's like, that can still get to you when you're just seeing perfect, 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 perfect. You're just kind of like, okay, like, like, Danielle, you need to get your shit together right now. And then you come across something that's real and you're like, oh yeah, that's not real life. Like this is real. Like this has happened. Our bodies have had babies. Even if you haven't had a baby, you're, you've gone through life. Like you've, you know what I mean? It's not, we're not supposed to look like Barbies. Barbie is a plastic toy for a reason and not a real, you know what I mean? Yeah. Person. So I think that it's important and it's like so inspiring to have people post those real, even images of themselves. And like, everything is not always like filtered. And I'm a filter, like, 
my stories, like I always have, I have a filter on my stories because why sometimes when I'm at home all day and I don't have makeup on like right now and my hair is not done, sometimes having a filter on it just makes me feel better. And that's okay too. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's just noticing the balance and just noticing like there there's days where you can have that filter to make you feel better. And there's days where you just feel confident enough that it is and you don't need it. And it's just about posting both sides that I feel like is important. Yeah, that's emulating that your emotion of feeling good. And that's what's important. Yeah. So what would be, what would you consider your one non-negotiable? And it could be something that you do once a day, once a week, once a month, every hour. But what's your one thing that you will never waver on? Like for myself, like in personal, like personal time situation. Oh, yes. We've had this conversation, especially during COVID. So I am a person and you know me in real life. I have my nails and I have my eyelashes. Mm-hmm. Those are non-negotiables for me. My husband was like, when COVID was going on and I had to lose my lash extensions. <laughs> and I honestly felt like I looked bald. I was like, oh my God, what's going on? But that was a non-negotiable for me. I'm like, as soon as this opens, I am getting it back And I know it sounds so stupid because it's very superficial and I'm not going to say that it's not, but my nails and my lashes are non-negotiable because they are just a part of me. And, and that time by myself, when I'm getting those done, Mm -hmm. it's just like, I can't even explain it. I was just like sitting there with like a smile on my face. Like, Oh my gosh, I feel like it's almost back to my normal. It was really important for me too, to feel like the world is getting back, like, as much as this is still not gone away and this is going on, the world is getting back to normal. Like, I feel like myself when I have these things, as much as they're not a part of my natural body, obviously, they're they're fake lashes and fake nails. But, like, that is who, like, I am. And that is what makes me happy. And he's like, you saved so much money those couple months, whatever. I'm like, and I don't care. (laughs) I said, I think I I spent more money trying to find magnetic lashes that actually worked than if I was just getting my fills, to be honest. Like, they were horrible. I would never wear those again. I wore magnetic lashes at once and, like, my corners were lifting. You had to have, like, this super thick eyeliner on. It just looked horrible. I was like, I'm never doing this again. Why did I do this to myself? I rather just have not worn anything but at the end of the day as much as those are two superficial things those are my two non-negotiables that I told him like I need that and that is my thing this is my theory because I'll get my nails done um and I've only started probably in the last six months or so it was probably just yeah. it was like my second time anyways but this is my thing about it and I've explained to Kelly and it's probably similar for you but if you don't have to spend as much time every day in your morning getting mm-hmm. ready you have more to give from yourself. And yes. it sounds, because people hear it and you're right, they're going to go, well, it's superficial that you always want your eyelashes to look big. Well, you know what else I don't want to do? I don't want to spend an extra five minutes every morning doing my makeup because I don't feel confident. The minute I don't yeah. feel confident, my kids are going to see that and it's going to affect how my day goes ahead with them. So it's so, so, true. Much, it's so much more than that. And I think that people tend to forget that. Like it's the same reason that it's important for you to feel good in the way that you're dressing and to feel confident mm-hmm. because that emulates throughout the rest of your life. So sure, it's lashes, but it's it's honestly, it's so much more than just getting your eyelashes done. And I think that it's important though, like there's not many people like you that actually see it that way for what it is, right? There's so many people that just look at it and be like, oh my God, that's ridiculous. Like you don't need your lashes, but the way you've explained it kind of emulates exactly how I feel about it and like what it does for me on a monthly basis. And regardless if it's superficial or not, like, you know what I mean? It's what makes me happy. It's what makes me feel good. And it gets me time when I'm getting it done and I'm just a happier person. And if I'm a happier person, when I have lashes on, who cares? Exactly. I'm happier to my kids. Like I'm nicer. (laughs) You got a nicer version of me. No, it's, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. What's well, yours? So what's my non-negotiable? Yes. Oh my God. That's a great question. And my therapist asked me my same, the same thing this week in a nice way. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am honestly, I'm not great for it. I, um, I have been trying to get better at it. So I do get my nails done yeah. now. Um, and I will go for a massage just because I find that my back is always messed up. Um, 
in a perfect world, I'd say working out, but it's not. I, I work out because I know I have to work out. Um, yeah. it, it's something that I have to work towards. I'm really not good at... Um, you need to be a little more selfish. Yeah, I have a, I have a very hard time with that. <laughs> yeah, because you're such a giver. Like, you need to be a little... Not that I'm trying to tell you what to do at all. But I mean, I just know, like, when we... I know, like, you, like, when we have our conversation or whatever, like, you're such a giver and you're always willing to give to your team at work. Like, with me, you're willing... You're giving to your kids. You're giving to your family. You're giving to your clients. Like, you're such a giver that I feel like you can afford to be a little more selfish with yourself and just doing, and you know what, maybe it's just that you still have to find that thing that you absolutely love doing for yourself. Like maybe you're just kind of like not there yet. And because you work out already routinely, like that doesn't count as it, like, you know what I mean? Where for somebody else it would, but I think that like you can be a little more selfish and I don't think it's a bad, like a bad thing. Cause I know how much you give to everybody. Like even for me, like when we're working, if I'm, if I have like a huge workload, even though it's not your complete responsibility, you're always the first person to be like, Hey, let me know if there's anything that I can help take off your plate for like this week or whatever that is. And you're so, you're so great with that. So I think that you can handle a little selfishness. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I will continue to work on it. I really am trying to find something that allows me to still feel productive. That's for me. And that's, that's what I struggle with is that if I don't feel like I'm being productive and putting forth, Mm -hmm. it's not worth my time. And I need to recognize that that's okay. If it, you know, it doesn't need that to be always working towards the business or the kids or, you know, my relationship and Mm -hmm. figure it out and slowly, but surely I will, it'll all come together. For sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you uh, coming on chatting today. Um, and we'll make sure that we share all of your Instagram handles and everything like that. So everybody can come and follow you. Um, and see your kids. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me and, you know, taking the time to have this chat. It was nice. Awesome. Thanks, Danielle. No problem. Bye. Hi. Hey, hon. How's it going? Good, yeah. Well, not bad. I haven't really seen you today. Is, is that a good thing? <laughs> Got a lot done so far. <laughs> oh, good. So happy. Yeah, no so problem. So happy I could do this for you. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do we have today? Daniela Traficante. Say that again? Daniela Traficante. Okay. Okay, she's a harder she has a harder last name than my first name. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> she does. Absolutely. Yeah. That's funny. How did you enjoy chatting with her? I know you work with her all the time, but um how I was have, it on a different Like on a personal yeah. level? Not on a is this done? Are we getting this done? What the heck has this happened here? I can tell you my ears were bleeding after the hundred percent bitch fest you guys are doing. <laughs> um but I mean, I guess you guys got some things out of the way. I think it's good. It's good for you to hear what we what we need to bitch about about you guys. We hear it. <laughs> Trust me, we hear it all the time. That's what you hear. It's called selective hearing. Yes. <laughs> you have it as well. If you chose to hear other things, maybe there wouldn't need to be such a bitch fest. Holy hell! <laughs> I'm just letting you know that guys don't go off and just have like bitch fests. Well, maybe you guys should try. No. We like to just go golfing. And internalize it. Yeah. And then we just poke fun once in a while. It's mm. way more effective than what you think. It's been super effective, I think, <laughs> thus far. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whatever. <laughs> and I just want to be clear, I have cleaned a bathroom in 10 years. I can, count, I can count on one hand, probably. But I do. I have. When? What? I need specific <laughs> dates? Yeah, I don't believe you at all. You, you go clean up the dog shit? That's not what we were talking no, about. No, 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 but we're going to go, like, what about the dog shit? Did you get the lawn? <laughs> oh, don't even get onto the lawn. You will not let me ride that damn lawnmower if it was... Because... So don't say that I don't cut the lawn. Because you would do it right. So therefore, I don't, I don't think he'd like to do it. I wouldn't like two hours to myself with oh, headphones please. in. Yeah. What, you haven't seen me all day. It's been like eight hours since we've been up. Oh, well, it's not like I haven't been working. I, th- I thought we were here to talk about Daniela. <laughs> well, we're... And you haven't been working. You've hardly done a thing today. Oh, interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I'll remember that. Our child is, is screaming it, I wrote, murder. Listen, downstairs. I wrote down some stuff to talk about. Now There's an adult know. with our child, to be very clear for those of you listening. We do have an adult with our children. Or is there? <laughs> oh, God. Cops are going to show up. <laughs> so whatever. Charlie can look after herself. She can get a chocolate milk in the morning, watch Monster Squad or Ghostbusters, and she's she's fine. Yeah. The seven-month-old will just... He cries. Yeah. And that's, Perfect. that's all we need. Yeah. So, back to your yeah. What's up? Bitch fest or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I had it's some... a conversation. If that's right, what yeah, like no, it. for yeah. sure. That's why you. I, uh-huh. I'm guessing the majority of your listeners are female, so it'll be a conversation to them. There's males like... will probably turn it off. That's fair. So that's like thirty percent of the listeners are males. There you go. Well, well, gentlemen, Not if you made it this far, <laughs> good for you. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, but no, yes, I like uh, when she was talking about like being at home and working from home. Oh I friggin' hate it. I yeah. friggin' hate it. Um, it's very difficult. Um, I'm very fortunate. Both kids love me lots, so they come in and see me. Mm-hmm. However, I would like to have an office again. Yes. Like it was nice. Charlie came out after a nap, and she wrote all over my whiteboard. <laughs> you know, like it is what it is. I gotta erase it now because I don't know what I wrote on it. So for the next three days, I'm going to be figuring that out again. But at the same time, it was nice. She was coloring. She was showing me how she draws an octopus. And um, I still don't know. She'll get it one day. Let's just say I don't <laughs> think her career. Yet. I don't think she's going to be an artist. Okay. Let's just put no, it that that's way. Fair. But, um, but yes, it's definitely very difficult. Um, and to be always home and having, we're lucky, like you said, we have, Cameron here Mm -hmm. so yes it is nice um that we're very fortunate that she lives with us uh especially through COVID um it's just but it's still it's not the same it's not the same from going to work and and getting away fully Mm -hmm. it's still very hard um personally I don't know how you feel about it but I like working from home but what I've realized is that I like working not within arm's reach of the people that I'm directly working with sometimes. So it's not like, oh, can you come do this for me? Can you come do that for me? Which doesn't work when we're both working from home. Yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> so I like working from home if you're at the office. Oh, I know. And then I do like going into an office. Like, I do like going into my contract work. Um, I like being a part of something. It, it is nice going there and having and having that social interaction and stuff like that. Um but, yeah, working from home can be a little... It's tiring. Yeah, because you don't ever stop. Mm-mm. There's no stop to working at home. No. And you can't when the kids are around because where you would normally maybe get another half hour of work in, you're now getting a half hour of kid time in and you still have a half hour of work. I was going to complain about all the beeps in that. And then your and then your freaking watch just went off. Just went off. Well, well, I can't complain about that. Don't now, bitch about I? the mail noise then. <laughs> well, he's going to cover it. Yeah, up. well, I don't know what else to do. I don't know how to. Do. I just got this freaking thing working. Get off me. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, working. I I look forward to. I I hope we can have a new location come spring. Hopefully everything is where it should be by then, and things can kind of get squared away. But once the second wave goes, it'll be fine. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. But yes. Yeah, so, anyways, yeah, working from home hard, disciplining kids. It is funny when she says like they listen to the dad more. Ugh. Because it's true. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I think it's because we pick our battles. No, I don't. Believe, I don't <laughs> believe that at all. I just think they're scared <laughs> of our voices. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even scared, but I just think it just sounds more authoritative. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Kids drive me nuts, though. She's cried all morning. Yeah, oh God, she's been a nightmare this morning. <laughs> she really has. But I think it's a new moon, like on the day we're recording this. We yeah, because because the moon determines her whole bean wow. of being shitty today and just oh i i said i was gonna eat her grilled cheese and she just like no dad like the friggin world was gonna end. i'm like 
Well, I mean, if she can't handle getting picked on a little bit, like in this house, she, she's going to have a rough go. <laughs> she's just, she's having a rough go today. She that's is. All. And then Wesson, he's being a little arse. Yep. But. Screaming. But you don't care because he's your favorite, so. He's the only one that doesn't talk back to me in this house. No, give him a year. Again, then I won't link anybody. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'll move on to the dogs. Oh, boy. We know how that's already gone. I know. They don't like me either. Oh, and also, you always you keep saying... It's funny. Well, you guys are talking about the um, the whole, like, you guys get everybody together. Yeah. Okay, 100%. But that's because we don't give a shit. We know we'll see them. Like, I can just literally... Because we do all the work to get you together. Uh, no, that's false. That is false. I could literally just go over to a buddy's house and be home. All right, I want to have a beer, sure. And I'll stay for four hours. But then if I stay for four hours, then you're going to be like, where are you? What are you doing? No. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> no. The one time I called you and we're curious where you were is because we had places to be no, for work. You had places to be that I wasn't aware of until you called me. Because you and have selective I was in, hearing and you no. choose not to listen when I tell you things. Listen, this is <laughs> domestic. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, you should have told me again. It's not, Maybe write it down. Not my responsibility. That's not my responsibility. Yeah, it is. It's work. I was doing work. <laughs> A buddy of mine broke his foot. I was giving him beer. He couldn't go to the store. I was being a good friend. Yeah. He also has three children under five. Seven. Seven. Whatever. It's all the same. It's all the it's same shit story. Just helping him out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, quit, quit bitching, okay? No. Please. No, because if I don't bitch to the people and bitch to other girls... Then go see your friends more. I'm going to bitch at you. My friends my friends are busy. They're doing things. Ah. <laughs> Why are you calling more? I don't, when am I supposed to get on the phone and have a conversation with anybody? That's on you. You hear what Danielle said? You need more time for you. Great. I'm going to start doing that. We'll see how things go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you need to bug me at all. Listen, I'm out of here. This is yeah. this is too much. It's supposed to be without Danielle. And Daniela. Sorry, I apologize, Daniela. Holy smoke. Don't <laughs> fucking roll your eyes at me. <laughs> Alright, I'm out of here. Okay, have love, fun. I love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Above Mediocre. If you want to follow me in upcoming things, be sure to check me out on Instagram at Margie underscore Richardson. And if you want a little bit more about what High Peak Nutrition does, come and check us out at highpeaknutrition.com. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. Bye.